Hey, y'all, it's Lindsay. Just wanted to give you a quick update on Hurricane Harvey and what's going on in my neck of the woods. I am talking with my friend, Laura, who is my roommate, and we also talking to our friend, Alyssa, who is uh, has a nonprofit organization called Arise Africa, who is helping us out in our hurricane relief needs. Um, there's a lot going on in this podcast I would encourage you to listen to it from beginning to end because there's a lot of information but there's also a lot of hope and that was what we wanted to put out there um, please keep praying for us and keep us in your in your hearts and your minds and we're going to get through this so enjoy the show I am with Laura who did my love story podcast episode four and we are roommates if you didn't know that and we both go to the same church grace bible church in the heights in houston texas and uh, by the grace of god we are one of the few homes who we were not hit by the flood thankfully thankfully we were not hit by the flood as you all know hurricane harvey came through on friday whatever day that was and you lose track when you, you've been cooped I mean, up inside. You, you lose track when you're in constant anxiety. He um, he came through on Friday and had three landfalls between Friday and today, which is Wednesday. So we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, pretty much constant rain, first of all. If it did stop raining, it was maybe for an hour, but it was constant rain, and he had three landfalls, so he came in and kind of came back down and came up and kind of came back down and then came up and is now wreaking havoc over in Louisiana, but um, what I wanted to talk about in this podcast um, were two things. One, what we're dealing with now, and two, the hope in all of this, because let me be clear, we're still dealing with stuff. Today was very sunny. It was our first time to see sun. We it was amazing. Weird and like I didn't even know where my sunglasses were. I was like, it was "What is this?" Bright and you couldn't. You had a what is going on? It was it was great. Kids were running around like crazy, but the but the thing that that kind of put a somber moment on the entire day was the fact that we have homes that right now are still flooding. And what is very confusing about everyone that I, I'm going to have Laura talk about a little bit is how can we still be flooding, first of all, and why is it that we keep hearing about these reservoirs? How is that fair? Why are they doing that? It doesn't make sense. So I'm going to let Laura talk to you a little bit about that on why we are still dealing with stuff in Houston and our neighbors to the north and neighbors to the south and all the different counties. Yeah, and I should start by saying that I am, I am not actually a meteorologist. <laughs> or a geologist. I, I'm not a geologist. <laughs> I feel like I could be a meteorologist after the last mm-hmm. five days of weather reports that I've watched. I mean, mm-hmm. I've learned so much about bands. And dirty and the side. dirty side <laughs> and the east side. Yeah. And I mean, it's. It, I feel like I've learned a lot about it. But one thing that I did not know at all about before this past week was these reservoir systems that we have here in Houston. And so Houston is obviously very close to the Gulf. It's known as the Bayou City because there are a lot of bayous. I mean, too many to name. And they run throughout the entire city. And they run to transfer, to carry water to the Gulf. Their purpose is to keep areas from flooding. So in connection with these bayous and with these rivers, there are also reservoirs. And reservoirs are collections of water with dams and levees and and various other mechanisms that they have to control them. Well, 
as you get continual rainfall, and we're talking about 40 to 50 inches of rain that the city of Houston and the surrounding areas have have gotten over the last couple of days. And can you give us an example, 50 inches of rain, can you tell us about the fact that you told me with those other hurricanes? Yeah, so I saw this interesting thing on one of the news stations that was saying that if you compared the rainfall totals of Allison, which was a tropical storm in Houston, of Ike, of Katrina, and you look at those rain totals, they total about 40 inches of rain together. together. So add together Allison's, add together Ike's, add together Katrina's, and that gives you about 40 inches. We have had 45 to 55 inches of rain. So over that, over the last five days or six days. five days. And that's incredible. Yes. The hard part about these reservoirs is that the rain is filling these reservoirs up. So as the rain comes and as they fill up and they reach their breaking point, the county and and the city determined that they needed to release some water from those reservoirs because to release that pressure. Because if they don't do that, the alternative, if they don't do that, is that it could break. And if it breaks, you have uncontrolled, catastrophic flooding of widespread areas. Mm So with no time, exactly no time to prepare or get out. And that is such a good point because there, if there is that kind of disaster of un- uncontrolled release, there isn't anything you can do. Mm-mm. Like you're really stuck. I mean, so, tidal waves coming at you. And, and you have no forewarning Mm-mm. that it's coming. The advantage here was the alternative to having an uncontrolled release is obviously a controlled release. And that's what they decided to do. So they released the, the water from these two different reservoirs there in Houston, which is kind of like Northwest Houston. And they knew, they knew that when they released that, it was going to cause some flooding in some neighborhoods and homes around there. But what they were able to do in advance of that is say on the, come on the news and say, hey, we're getting ready to release this. These neighborhoods will be affected. These are the people that could, should consider moving out or should consider leaving their home. They then had people that went like, door to door. I mean, mm-hmm. we heard reports of people with megaphones literally standing outside doors saying, we're about to release reservoirs. You guys have to evacuate now, mm-hmm. which might sound kind of crazy. Yeah. And unfortunate. And terrible. But- it's it's horribly unfortunate. Yeah. But in, in one sense, it's also they're trying to make the best of a really bad situation. And they're doing it in a way where they're trying to prepare people for what's going to come. So families that are in that area could then pack up their belongings, move their stuff to the second floor, make preparations, and then most importantly, get their family to safety. Right. And then in addition to those megaphones, they had voluntary evacuations, which were periods of time where they they recommended people to leave. Mm -hmm. Then they had mandatory evacuations where they said, hey, people here have to get out. And we watched on the news where they would have routes designated where literally county officials and city officials would be out there directing people which way to go and how to get out. Right. And and I know, I, well, I, I can't even imagine what it must be like to no. be in that area. No. I, I really can't. But um, I, I do understand from the limited news that I've watched on this that it was it was a necessary thing that the county had to do. Yeah. And and they did it to try to protect the the widespread panic that would have resulted if it yeah. was a break there there is no way and i don't even want to think or even maybe average calculate how many people and animals would have died if those had 
not been controlled? And is it unfair and sad that certain homes and neighborhoods had to be completely submerged to save the collective of others? Yes. Is it sad that all of this controlled water ends up in Baytown, which is now basically underwater, an entire town that got hit by the hurricane round two, I believe. Yeah. That is incredibly sad. So the the devastation that is going on in not only our city, but the surrounding counties is heartbreaking to watch. And there is this paralyzing fear. If you are not affected, there's this paralyzing fear of what are we going to do? And then that turns into an immediate, powerful, I'm going to help. We're going to regroup. This is sad. And now we're in go mode. So it's a very strange feeling to have your church halfway be in go mode because we weren't hit. And then the other half looking around and and maybe even today, y'all, today, five hours ago, people were saying, well, our house was just hit. And that's because, a, a large part because of these reservoirs, because Absolutely. this water is just continually flooding. Yes. And so even though there's no rain, even though there is, like Lindsay's saying, even though there is Today was sunshine, our first day of no rain. There's still water rising in some homes, right. which is, is devastating. Yes. And so what Laura and I did today is we went to our church, Grace Bible Church in the Heights. And the Heights, based on the name, is very high up in the city. That's why it's called the Heights. We're higher elevation. And pretty much from what we know, most of the Heights was not hit. That is where our church is. So our church is in a very good spot to be able to mobilize. And everybody who goes to our church and the surrounding communities around our church and neighborhoods, even though the neighborhood to the east of us did get hit and we're taking care of them, pretty much we have around 500 people who are, are ready to go and ready to do something. So Laura and I went to the church today. Our poor staff is just skeletal. And because they're dealing with their homes or parents' homes or siblings' homes or neighbors' homes. or And they are doing such an amazing job of trying to literally address a need and then address another yes. need and then turn and address it's, another need. Yes. It's, uh, Putting out fires is not even the correct colloquialism to use. Is right. that what I'm trying to say? Colloquialism? Yeah, that sounds eh. okay. I don't know. I'm tired <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm tired. And, and we're podcasting in the middle of the night, but we love it because we want you to know that there is hope. We had such a great day today. And I told Laura, I said, I don't care how tired you are. We're, we're podcasting tonight because we need to get this hope out there. We're rallying for the sake of the podcast. (laughs) So let me tell you what happened today. Laura and I were both mobilized to help some of our church members. Our staff did a really good job of immediately. This is why I love social media and I love that we had electricity. Praise God that most of us had electricity. I'm serious. That was the unheard of that most of us had electricity. And praise God, we were able to use social media and use text messaging and just use grassroots inter-work. I know him and he knows her and she knows him. Our church did a phenomenal job of creating this list of who's been hit very hard, who's about to be hit, who might be hit. And so they're mobilizing this list. 
And so we were giving, given by our church who's, who, are, who are making teams and captains and assigning them to families and assigning them to neighborhoods and going out and getting immediate needs of this and going out to get tomorrow needs for this. At the same time, praying and, and checking in on people, on con- our congregation. It was amazing to watch. So we were given a list just because, again, we're dry. We can do something. We're itchy. Let us help. We want to help. Let us. Yes. We want and, to do and something. And that is... 75% of exactly. our congregation right now is just going, give me something to do. Give me something to do. I mean, while we were at the church, other people were texting us saying, hey, I heard you might be at the church. Can I come <laughs> up and help too? Because everybody is just thriving, yearning for something to be able, some way to be able to help. Which is in itself will make me cry. You know, I've already gotten the clamped like three times talking and y'all didn't know it, but it'll, it, that is, that is what we love to see. We always pride ourselves on how that's a Texas thing that we will get in our hands dirty and get in the trenches with each other. But it is, it is spreading so wide now and we see it and we love the love that people have for Texas. But today we were given these lists and it was, it was our hardest hit families and there were 15 of them. And, um, we were given a a list just to call and, you know, we're trying to see needs, needs today, needs tomorrow. And that's pretty much as far as people can go. So Laura, tell the story about what you did today. And so I was given the names of of one lady, one family. And so I, I called her and I called her on the phone and it was clear that she had a ton of stuff going on and there were people doing work on her house and there was all this commotion in the background. And she said, hold on, can I, can I get just one second? I didn't get your name. And she walked outside and I said, you know, I'm calling on behalf of Grace Bible Church. And she instantly started weeping mm-hmm. on the phone with me mm-hmm. because she said, you guys have been so amazing. Mm-hmm. You, When we called yesterday and when we said there was a need and when we said our house was flooded and we were finally getting back into it, GBC showed up. Mm-hmm. And they mobilized an entire group of people that came in there, helped her move stuff out, mm-hmm. moved everything onto her yard, um, started pulling out carpet, started pulling out sheetrock, literally helping her when she didn't even know what she needed. Mm-hmm. And and through the conversation, I realized, like, it, it really is, this is a chance for us to get to see the body of Christ, for us to get to see men and women working and serving other people. Mm-hmm. And it totally made an impact on this one family, and it's going to make an impact on a lot of other families mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And and she couldn't even articulate what she needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was saying like, do you need clothes? And she was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> do, do you need like cleaning supplies? And she was like, well, I don't really have a house yet, so <laughs> maybe not cleaning supplies. But it was just neat to get to hear mm-hmm. and encouraging to get to hear the way our own church had totally come together mm-hmm. and stepped in the gap to meet this family's need mm-hmm. um, in a really dire time. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things too is the people who have flooded before and they're going, get this, get this, get this, oh, yeah. get this, you need this. I'm going to that <laughs> house. They don't know what they're doing. And you're like, yes, go do that. We have one family. Y'all, this is their third time. They flooded in Ike. They flooded in, no, they flooded in the tax day, tax day flood, the Memorial, Memorial day. day flood, which is not even Ike or Allison right. or any of these other things <laughs> we're talking about. And now they've, they have flooded in Harvey. And They're practically our flood experts. <laughs> you just call them and say, could you write like a manual for us on how to do this? We have we have actually two of those in our church, which makes me so sad. But yes, so they, you know, they're the ones who, who have really come through and um, people are just showing up in droves and, and, and 
it's it's not just us and it's not I mean it's neighbors helping neighbors and coworkers helping coworkers. We have um, an entire school that most of our um, a lot of our children go to and a lot of our moms teach at that is underwater yeah. and um, the principal is underwater and the principal is out you know saving other people because his house is underwater and he wants to make sure his staff is okay and and um, it's Trinity Christian School and 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 it's very very sad because we know that so many of us are affected there and and uh, just all the different devastations and and as we said it's just kind of rippling now where you think you have 70 people mobilized well then all of a sudden another house goes down and so that goes down to 50 but then these other 10 come out of the woodwork that you didn't even know so we're doing a really good job of seeing a need and helping it's just very um devastating and it and it and it's a hard thing to mix so we want to we want to give the hope and we wanted to share some other great things that just were beautiful moments that happened to us today that I'm very excited to talk to you about Laura and I were up at the church it's day five or six of devastation the the again the weird part about this is that our our hurricane lasted so long and then turned into crisis flooding so that has elongated it and stretched it out more than it should be so what we are seeing now that is incredibly amazing is that everyone is rallying together who is outside this devastation bubble even though they can't get into the city yet they're saying how can we prepare what can we do what can you need and let me tell you that need is fluid it changes. You're going to hear, they need diapers. No, they have enough diapers. They need clothes. No, they have enough clothes. Let me tell you, it's fluid because today we had five families that flooded. They weren't flooded four days ago. They weren't in danger four days ago. And now they're flooding. And those are five families at our church. Yes, just our church. There was an entire city of Kingwood that basically is underwater now. So that's a whole new section of this map that we weren't even looking at two days ago when people are being evacuated out of boats. These people are being evacuated out of boats during the daytime with blue skies. And it's incredible. And people are coming everywhere with boats and people are coming with just waders and rubber boots and how can I help? And that is the need now. What we are looking at is the need that is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's a, it's a difference between I'm moving out of my house because it will have to be gutted, but I have stuff I can put in boxes or it is we're kind of ripping everything up. So we're going to need crowbars. We're going to need gloves. We're going to need the masks that you put over your face so the need is very different but luckily today at the church laura and i were able to see patterns arise so one of the first things that we did was we received a a text and a call from our friend Alyssa, who is with arise africa in fort worth based out of fort worth where she lives and it was just a really great call to say hey my people are ready what do you need that is probably the best phone call you can receive. So we've got Alyssa with us here on the phone right now. Alyssa, will you tell us just what does Arise Africa do normally and what are your people doing now? How are you being contacted by donors and helpers and stuff? Well, um, it's been pretty awesome. It's been really cool to see. But basically what Arise Africa does on a normal day is we work with orphan and vulnerable kids in Zambia uh, and we have 
get them sponsored. We have kids in full-time custody that live with us. We work in community schools to teach them and educate them and to feed them daily and um, all sorts of things like that. And what has happened, though, is that we've got donors all throughout America, and they know that we're based in Texas, and they know we're in the DW area, uh, and they know that we're safe, but they also know that we're really close to you guys. Um, and a lot of our Texas friends and donors also know we've got a lot of supporters and donors that are in Houston and are in South Texas along the Gulf Coast that were affected. And so what happened was we started to get tons of emails, texts saying, hey, are you guys okay? Do you know people in these areas? What can we do? Mm. Uh, and so all of a sudden, Arise Africa, for a moment, it didn't really, it wasn't needed to be focused on, on Africa. In fact, we had our African staff texting saying, we know these people in Houston. We have, you know, our kids in sponsorship, this family lives in Houston, and mm. this family sponsors this kid, and do you know anything about them, and what's going on with them? And, and so all of a sudden, our staff just constantly was texting me saying, what about this person? They came on a mission trip years ago. They live in that area. Have you heard from them? And so all of a sudden for the last five days, it's been a constant just kind of text messaging back and forth with people from Africa and people um, from all over America that are with us just asking what's going on. We want to get involved. And so then I started to get emails saying, can we give to you and can you guys help make this, you know, go help your you, the people you know in Houston. Um, so that's kind of how this all started basically from our end. And that's, again, what we, it was just amazing in our time of devastation where we keep hearing, okay, this family is on the list. Okay, this family's on the list. Okay, this person's mom is on the list. Okay, now we thought we had this person to help, but now their house is underwater, so we can't count on him to go over here because he's over there. So it's really nice. That's when Laura and I just sort of looked at each other and thought, well, let's utilize whatever Alyssa has and the first thing that we just kind of laughed about is I have an 18 wheeler that we can fill with whatever you need and we just looked at each other and said who has an 18 wheeler but yes we will take your 18 wheeler I mean that is a great call to get it's a really great call when you're sitting at the church and you're thinking what can we do here how can we make an impact and you have someone call and say okay I've got an 18-wheeler. I will fill it with goods, and it can be on its way to Houston tomorrow. And Lindsay and I are looking at each other going, is she serious? Like, is she really serious? An 18-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. There you go. And so that that was that was wonderful. And so, Alyssa, tell everybody then, you've got your 18-wheeler. What were your next steps for the 18-wheeler? <laughs> yeah, well, well... We'll see if it gets delivered, but we're pretty much on track, I hope so. But uh, basically what happened was is that we started collecting supplies, not even really knowing exactly how we were going to get them down to you guys or when um, and kind of what that would look like. And the neighborhood around us and um, our supporters and donors really started to rally with us. Um, and then a friend of mine kind of mentioned to me, you know, oh, hey, my husband, you know, runs a, a lumber yard and they've got 18 wheelers and they would love to start to help deliver things, but they just don't know how to fill them or where to park them in Fort Worth to get supplies. And I said, well, hey, uh, I could, <laughs> we could do it at our office and I know people who really need supplies in Houston. Um, and so it was just a total kind of perfect, just, uh, you know, no pun intended, but a perfect storm of mm -hmm. getting everything aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you could just really kind of see God working in all of this and getting everybody together. So she talked to her husband and 
then texted me back and said, we'll give you as many 18 wheelers as we can fill. Mm. Um, and so that's where we're at right now. And we are collecting supplies as fast as we can in Fort Worth at our brand new office that literally we moved into today. We didn't even move our furniture in. We threw it all in the corner of the <laughs> office and said, for right now, we're just collecting donations. There you go. So we're in there with like people painting our walls and sheet rockers <laughs> and in the middle of it are like diapers and people are dropping off soap and all sorts of things to our building and we have big signs out in the front of the building so um it's been really um and so basically at this point um we're collecting supplies as fast as we can and have an amazon wish list for our out-of-state donors and a lot of people are emailing saying hey charge my credit card this much and Mm. go buy what you need to and so we have folks making runs to um get supplies and things like that as the money comes in Mm-hmm. Um, and our efforts right now are to fill, you know, to fill our office as high as we can with supplies that are then coming to you guys. And tell everybody who may be listening in the Fort Worth, Dallas area, what is your address? Yeah, so our address as of today <laughs> uh, is uh, 1628 Fairmont Avenue, Fort Worth, Texas, 76104. Um, and, uh, that's, that's where we're at and that's where any, any goods and supplies can be sent to that we're, that you guys are asking for. Um, and they will be getting on trucks. The faster we get the office filled, the faster the trucks come and, uh, they're ready to go. They're waiting on us. Well, let me say this as well too. the, the other piece of the puzzle today, I I want to reiterate that this happened today. So the other piece of the puzzle was Alyssa sitting there now going, hey, I have a fleet of 18-wheelers. And we went up to the church staff, which right now is three people, and because so much of the staff has been affected by the flood. So there were three people up there, and we said, okay, let's try to be strategic about this. What are we hearing that we need the most? And our missions pastor, Wes Carpenter, out, out of his mouth said, sheetrock, we need a sheetrock drive. Can you get us some sheetrock? He so, kind of jokingly said, if you could give me like an 18-wheeler full of sheetrock, that would be really great. Thinking, that's going to be kind of a pipe dream. <laughs> and guess what we got in 10 minutes? An, an 18-wheeler <laughs> of sheetrock. Thank you, Alyssa, again. Now, Alyssa, tell people how you got an 18-wheeler of sheetrock. Well, basically, we've been working on this Amazon wish list, and so Pringle texted me and said, hey, and you, you know, we need sheetrock because I've been texting with you guys all day saying, tell me exactly what you need so that we can make sure that we're getting the word out in Fort Worth as well as on the wish list for anybody to buy. So when she texted me, I thought, well, that's a bummer because I don't think Amazon sh- sells sheetrock. <laughs> and uh, so sure enough, I looked and it doesn't. Um, and so I thought, well, huh, uh, we can at least get local Fort Worth and Dallas folks to try to go buy some sheetrock for us. Um, and so I started texting it out to, to friends and folks, and actually the same same folks who are being super generous with these 18-wheelers um, own a lumber and building supply company. And I texted and said, the biggest need right now or a biggest blessing would be sheetrock. And, uh, and I texted it to a ton of people, and they texted me back and said, well, we'll fill a whole 18-wheeler full of sheetrock. Where does it need to go? And I mean, um, to be clear, I actually thought you were joking, because then Alyssa, like, calls me and texts me and is, is saying, hey, okay, I've got the 18-wheeler of sheetrock. Where, what address do you need me to send it to? And and I'm sitting there thinking, this can't be right. Like, there's, I mean, I just, I, literally, it was like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What? this can't be real. Mm-mm. But but it is. And, and that's another true testament to the fact that this is mm-hmm. a God thing. Mm-hmm. 
It's the it's the hands yeah. and, it's the hands and feet of Jesus working together, which makes me super emotional to think about at, at what all went down so fast. We're not finished with the story. Here's Laura Pringle sitting there looking at her phone, going, "Hey, y'all, Alyssa has an eighteen wheeler sheetrock." I stood up and praised Jesus for just a minute and then sat back down. <laughs> and then she looks at me and goes, where are we supposed to put it? Well, we were in a meeting of rogue people that Laura and I got to go to the church because the staff is overwhelmed. And we said, let us take care of this. It's it's six of us sitting there. Well, um, two girls start texting their bosses. Amy Cooper, her boss is Matt Morris with Stuart Title. She texted him and said, we need a warehouse. I am not exaggerating. Six minutes later, he said, I got one. Do you, where, where, can, where can somebody meet me with the key? And I, I just thought, this is, there, this, is, this is the Lord's provision. That's all that I can say. This is the Lord's provision. Amy walks over, calls Matt. Matt calls Paul Hobby. Paul Hobby meets me and Laura with a key to two huge warehouses that are stuck together. We're on one side. United Way is on the other. And now we have a completely police. empty warehouses, air conditioner, like air conditioning, climate controlled, perfect places where an 18 wheeler can get to it. It's not underwater. Exactly. It, I just, I don't, you, you can't even imagine because we now have a place for all of this wonderful don- donated sheetrock that is going to be needed tomorrow it's going to be needed the next day it's going to be needed next week it's going to be needed the next week because there are multiple houses and let me be clear too when when we we are we are mobilizing our church to help our people and help help our neighborhood and yeah and it's not just the people at our church either it's members of our church walking in saying but there's someone that lives at the end of my street Mm -hmm. and their townhouse was damaged and they don't have anyone to turn to. And mm-hmm. they're coming to us saying, can you help? And now because of this, mm-hmm. and because of generous people, not only with Arise, but also just all around mm-hmm. the state and the country are saying, yeah, we can help. We mm-hmm. can help by providing these supplies. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa's idea of the Amazon wish list was brilliant because it is a specific list, and we'll link to it in the show notes, but it is a specific list of exactly what, again, Laura and I have heard over and over again after being there all day long the things that you don't think of that if you've never been in a flood that you may need. So we're talking Rubbermaid tubs are huge. The masks that go around your nose and mouth are huge. And uh, wheelbarrows and crowbars and things that you don't think that you need. Shop vacs. The, the shop va- Exactly. I didn't even sh- know what a shop vac was before <laughs> this weekend. I've learned so well, much. Yeah. And the great thing about the wish list too is there's items on there that are $4 and there's items on there that are $400. And Amen. so anybody can go on and make a difference. And I want to tell everybody, I've been in the nonprofit world for a while. If you think your little $4 donation isn't going to make a difference, let me tell you, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Anybody can help yeah. in any little bit. It makes a huge difference. Well, and that, that uh, the perfect example of that today is at the very end of the day, somebody came in and they just had five packages of those those air, the face mask things. They just had five packages and they said, I know this isn't a lot. Do you know who came in next and what they needed? Five face masks. Exactly. And I had five face masks to give them and it changed 
that little project, because you know we have about 50 of them going on, it changed that project because somebody needed that and we had it. So tomorrow we have people coming in. We have Alyssa's truck coming in with a rise and we have people who weren't in Houston but are a part of our church. They had either evacuated or were already out. They're coming in because once again, our Home Depots and Lowe's and Walmarts and Targets are either sold out or you're waiting two hours in line to wait, which we will, or they're underwater. And that's going to be the hard part. So the fact that everyone around us is mobilizing and getting it in is absolutely incredible. And I've had people on the website ask, what can I do? I feel so helpless. I'm far away. It's very weird, I feel like. But, you know, Alyssa's been in the world forever. This is what she does. It, it's weird to me to say, well, gosh, money is the easiest thing to do because that's always going to be needed with even further down the road with people contract labor. We have half of the people on our list don't have cars anymore. And you know you're not going to want to buy a used car. Not now. Not now in Houston. They're, they've all been underwater. So it's a very delicate. But I'm just saying, just like Alyssa said, with that $4.99 purchase of a bag of you know, construction bags or garbage bags or whatever, that $10 or $5 or $20 all together adds up. And so we have we have the link on our site that we can go to. We'll have the link on Arise's site that you can go to. Um, and if you're not wanting to go to our, our links, we totally understand. Red Cross is huge. And if you don't know, J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans. I mean, everybody loves J.J. Watt. Everybody loves J.J. He's everybody's, Absolutely. He's everybody's <laughs> fake boyfriend that lives in this house, at least. He, you know, I think his challenge was a million dollars. And last I heard, he's over four million. It's crazy. And that's, and, and, and you know that we and Arise and the Texans and the Red Cross are going to get that where it needs to go and once again it's not that we're just taking care of our church that's just where our hub is we are taking care of our church and taking care of our neighbors and taking care of our community and taking care of our county and then taking care of our neighbors to the north south east west yeah because a cool thing is that our staff works really hard with ministries here in houston Mm -hmm. with various ministries that work with children or work with homeless people or work with um, shelters family shelters so they have those built-in relationships so the cool thing is is that the church and the people at the church because they have those relationships they can make those calls and can say where is the need what do you guys need there at your shelter what do you need there at your um, organization and then the church can provide that and can meet that need so that's so it does go beyond just our church body and the neighborhoods that we're in to the relationships that the church has Mm -hmm. with the the community missions that they do here in here in houston yes so point of point of all of this is we'll take whatever you can get including the coffee that Alyssa is sending from McDonald's because of course she is we are gonna find a place I for mean that who coffee. has a contact at McDonald's like who says man I have a way to get you like a truckload of coffee would that be a help of course Alyssa does it makes perfect sense well let me just say that it's all been just awesome people that I've just started to text out everybody I know in Fort Worth and let me be clear I haven't even lived here very long mm-hmm. and so those people are texting their friends and their family 
Um, and, you know, that's exactly how this has all gone on. This whole 18-wheeler kind of thing has started because my sister-in-law is friends. And so, you know, it's not it's not just me. It's people really spreading their wings. And I just, I just want to reiterate, too, to Lindsay and Laura, like, you know, this whole nation is around Texas and South mm-hmm. Texas right now, especially in Houston. And, um, you know, people are, are wanting to help. And we want to tell, you know, everybody in the affected areas, like, we're with you guys. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to help and we want to mobilize. And um, it's, it's actually a blessing now that the waters are starting to recede to where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't, don't lose hope. Um, we can only imagine what you've gone through. And it's been horrible. But um, we're here for you. And everybody's going to try their hardest. And by golly, we're working as hard as we can for the next week to, to fill our 3000 square foot brand new office with as much as we can um, to send your way because you guys are the ones that can be on the ground and yeah. do the work. And uh, we just need to supply you with the items needed. And that's what we're working on right now. Thank you so much. And we are going to do our very best to put it exactly where it needs to go. And we're going to work hard, hard, hard to make sure that everybody we know is going to get help in some sort of way. If I have to drive it there myself or send Laura. <laughs> that's right. And, and and that's the cool thing too, is, is like, it's not only the tangible things that you guys are providing, but just your willingness mm-hmm. to give is such an encouragement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we left the church today and Lindsay and I were like, this was a really great day, mm-hmm. a really great day in the midst of five or six really devastating days. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this devastation, there was just a lot of hope because mm-hmm. of people like Alyssa and people that are supporters like Arise Africa supporters and tons of other people mm-hmm. that are wanting to help. Matt Morris yeah. and Paul Hobby and everybody who's just saying, yes, the, the, my, just my favorite word is, yes, we'll do it. Yes, what do you need? Yes, let's, let me. It's, they're just out of the woodwork. We have 500 in our church right now that are on some sort of right. waiting list to do something. And I know that sounds weird, like, isn't there a ton for them to do? And the answer is yes. That's because 300 people are already helping that, and these 500 are just ready and willing to go. And, you know, I'm going to take 20 of them and say, come help me unload all this sheetrock from this (laughs) 18-wheeler. You know, you need runners and help and stuff like that. So we are extremely encouraged. We are are feeling strong. Our hearts are still with those people whose houses are filling up right now. That's exactly right, because I mean, it is it is such an encouragement to get to see the way other people want to support the city, and um, and we're excited to do it, and we're excited now to be able to say, just like Alyssa said, the waters are receding, so it gives us a chance to get out and actually love on people and care for people, yep. and that's what our hope is for and, these next couple of weeks. And I think that's another good point to make: is this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Mm -hmm. Like we're not filling this one 18 wheeler and bringing it down here of sheetrock and giving out sheetrock and then going away. This is, and that's something that our church has done a great job of emphasizing is we don't need volunteers to just help out on day six. We need volunteers and supporters who are going to be there in five months and in six months, because that's when these people that are hurting are still going to need someone to help them. And, and we intend to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people, but we're we're ready. We're hoping that God is glorified through all of this. We know that He will be, and we're going to do our best to just 
spread the light. And we just want to thank you, Alyssa, for being a very, very big, big part of that. Thank you so much. And we're going to link everything. We're going to put Alyssa's wish list and her website and her address and everything in the and show And maybe her notes. social security number <laughs> and her blood type and all kinds of information that you never needed to know. I do think we should say that Alyssa has a brand new baby do, too. So she's doing all this with a baby strapped to her front or back or yeah, something. Yeah, like a six-week-old adorable week, baby girl. A six-week-old <laughs> baby Annie is right in the middle of this too. And so she's making it happen as a new mom, as a as a nonprofit lady who just moved into her office and shoved all her stuff in the corner so we could have space for, you know, shop vacs and dehumidifiers. It's wonderful. But I know there are so many Alyssa's out there, but we just wanted to to spotlight our own Alyssa and our own needs. And we will make sure on the website to put specific stuff that we need. Cause I know a lot of you are asking and I know a lot of you are concerned and we just appreciate it so much. And, and it was so exciting today because I mean, we had literally been cooped up in the house watching news coverage for the last six days, mm. wanting to know what can we do? What can we do? How can we help mm-hmm. sending text messages to people that are being flooded hearing back from people who are being rescued and, and, and where they're going and what they're going to do. And it was this devastation. Mm-hmm. It was total devastation. But the thing that made today so great was that it was a day of encouragement, mm-hmm. a day where you could actually see a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both sunlight and figuratively light. <laughs> but it's, it, it's the truth. It was yeah. great. And we've, we've had people out at Red Crosses and our good friend Emery is doing everything for the YMCA, I think. I don't know how she's everywhere at the same time. I don't know if she sleeps. I, don't I think, think she, she might does. work 24 hours a day. We have <laughs> our friends Todd and Matt and Darren who've been down at George R. Brown where they could handle 5,000 people. They were up to 11,000 the last Jeez. I heard. They've moved on into the Toyota Center where the Rockets play. That's both downtown. Those are those are very national needs that we feel like are being met by, you know, HEB is down there um, feeding so people. So many organizations it, it is, are it down there. It is crazy who is all going down there. Um, they even said, we have enough clothes, which is just ludicrous. Now they had enough clothes for that, but we keep getting waves in. Mm-hmm. So you know, clothes are needed, diapers are needed, all uh, you know, socks and underwear and and feminine hygiene products I know are all needed, but it's just that we are our big spots we feel are are being handled well because so many houses are still underwater and there's nothing you can do and people want to help and need to help. So they know their house is underwater, but they're down at George R. Brown right. serving people. And it it is it is incredible as I just want you to know that as much heartbreak and devastation that there is out there there is an equal, if not more, amount of hope, encouragement, strength, and people who are trying to show love and support for each other, no matter what it is. Thank you so much for thinking of us, and we ask you to continue thinking of us and praying for us, and um, we appreciate all the support. We love you guys. Texas forever.